So welcome back to Business Building by Design, and I'm your host, Emily Jansen-McGrath. So today I got to talk with Donna. She is a certified director of operations and business growth strategist who works with established online service-based business owners who are ready to make a bigger impact and maximize their profit. By leveraging their time, talent, and tactics, Donna helps business owners go from solopreneur to competent CEO without sacrificing their life, health, or relationships. And who doesn't want that? So today we talked about the CEO's game plan, six habits for dominating your week and to supercharge your online business. So today we're going to dive into this conversation and talk all about these six habits and I hope you really enjoy. All right, Donna. So I'm so glad we got together. This is Donna. Uh, pronounce your last name for me. Yes, Dubey. Dubey. Okay, that's yep. what I was thinking. So, um, but I just want to make sure it was correct. So, but you are a certified director of operations and business growth strategist. So, correct. And you work yes. with um, established online service based business owners who are ready to make bigger impacts and maximize their profits. So, also by leveraging their time and figuring out uh, time management. Um, I know that's huge and something that I think that we all struggle with, no matter what business we're in is time management, but I'm excited to hear you talk to us today about that and about, um, your growth, your business and how you help other people. So, um, just, I guess I'm going to let you get started and just tell a little bit about yourself and how you got here and your journey. Sure. Yes. Well, thank you, Emily. I'm so glad to be here and to be able to share. So yes, I'm a director of operations, which means I basically work in the back end of people's businesses, um, not the marketing, the shiny, you know, front end of the business, but the back end. So we're looking at things like, I spend a lot of time looking at CEO stress level, how the CEO is using their time. Are they doing those high level CEO tasks that they need to be doing in their business in order to move the business forward? Looking at metrics, looking at finances, all those things that a lot of visionary CEOs like to shy away from. It's not their strong point. Um, and so I, it's nice to be able to come in and partner with them on that and bring sort of my skill set. I've always been a planner. I've always been, uh, you know, one who has to go buy the books with my checklist. So that's just naturally who I am. And so I find it, it's easy for me to, you know, start to do those things when I'm working with other businesses. So when I have a client, they say, oh, I got this idea already in my head. I'm thinking all the things that need to happen to, you know, make that vision come to life. And sure. so uh, it's, it's enjoyable for me. I know it's an area that some people struggle with, but, um, you you know, it's a God-given talent is the way I look at it. And so I'm so happy to and blessed to be able to share that with others. So definitely, definitely. Well, um, I don't know if you've listened to my previous episodes or anything, but I'm very all over the place. <laughs> I'm very ADHD. So it's like, I, I struggle in this area. I mean, just mm -hmm. time management, staying on task. And um, I think that's one of my strengths. But also, if I don't learn how to manage it or keep it under control, then it can very much turn into a weakness. So, um, again, I'm, I'm excited about that. And I love it that you love organization. I've always been intrigued by it, but it's really hard for me. I have to mm -hmm. really focus and, 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 and really stay on top of it. And it's so funny because I live with a type A personality and he's very 
structured and everything. So, 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 you know, it's, it's interesting at times. Yes. Yes. And it's always that, you know, where the, 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 the two different personalities clash yes, sometimes, yes. right? But yes. I think we, um, um, also but there's also strength in that too. Yes. Right. Yes. There's strength in our differences is, is how I like to look at it. So, um, yeah. And it's really about helping like so many entrepreneurs. Sure. They start their business. They're doing everything right. Because you have to, that's how, how you start. But then so many have trouble getting out of that and saying, okay, there are certain things that I need to do. There are certain things that need to get done in my business, but do I as CEO really need to do them? Sure. And I encourage business owners to start thinking like a CEO, mm -hmm. even if you're a solopreneur, even if you have a VA that's doing five hours a week, you're still the CEO. You're still the visionary. You still start at the business and you have to map out where it's going. Sure. Right. Sure. When we start thinking and acting like a CEO, that's when things start to change and how we, do our days, our weeks, our months, our quarters, and so on. Absolutely. I yeah. feel like that's probably um, when I'm coaching clients, it's so hard. And it was a struggle for me when I first started, you know, releasing that, letting someone else take charge mm. and trusting them because you feel like it's your business and nobody can do it as well as you can. And I think that's probably one of the most difficult things for business owners is to release that, uh, delegate and turn over different tasks to other people. So um, tell us, you're going to tell us the CEO game plan, six yeah. habits to dominate your week and supercharge your online business. So I guess you work specifically with online businesses, correct? Yes, that's okay. correct. Mostly okay. online businesses. Okay. Yeah, mostly service, but some product as well. Gotcha. Um, but yes, mostly are online. But really, I think these principles can apply to brick and mortar as well. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's just going to look a little different, but definitely it can apply to to either case. Sure. Um, and so really, the guiding principle is about working smarter, not harder. And I know that's such a cliche phrase that we hear all the time. But it's in my mind, it's really about being intentional with your time and your tactics. And so that you are proactive instead of being reactive in your day, your week, your quarter. And so if we just take a minute and think about, you know, this past Monday, what was your day like? Well, you may have had a morning routine, got your family going off to school or whatever that looked like for you. Turn on your computer. Most of us probably open our email, look at our DMs. Maybe we've got Slack and our team is messaging us. By the time we get through all of those things and answer and think about and do, it could be 2.30 or 3 o'clock in our day, right? We've let everyone else's demands run our day instead of us running our day. Sure. And not to say we ignore our team or we ignore our inbox, definitely not. But if you've got set priorities that you need to get done that week, I say eat the frog first and get cracking on them at the beginning, right? There's time for your inbox. You can jump in there at noon or 10 o'clock, you know, spend 15, 20 minutes and get out because your inbox is not CEO level work. Exactly. And it can consume you. It can just totally take over. Like you said, take over your day. And before you know it, you're in the afternoon. You haven't accomplished anything that you wanted to accomplish. Um, I know I go by list, list, and, and I'm still pen and paper, paper, pen and paper girl. I've got to be able to see it, handwrite it. Then I can really focus on it. So um, I really, each day I make out that list 
what I need to do first. And I try not to check my emails until later in the morning because mm-hmm. I will, I'll get started on it and it just trickles on. So, um, so tell us the six habits. Let's, let's yes. talk about those. Okay. So what yeah. are habits? how do we get? So number one is focusing on growth tasks versus maintenance tasks. Okay. And so when I say that, you can think about the different tasks that have to happen in your business and kind of give them a dollar amount. Now, this is not the amount you would pay yourself or the amount you would pay someone else, but it's more about your time and energy for that task. So things like your admin, your inbox, your customer service, you know, fixing something on the website, uh, sending out email copy, you know, setting it up in your email system. Those types of tasks are maintenance tasks. They need to get done, but not necessarily by you. And so when you spend time and look at it and say, okay, what of these maintenance tasks can I delegate to someone else? Can I automate? Can I put a system around so that it's much faster if I do have to do it to get it done? Or can I pause it? Is this really bringing me a return on investment? Because many times I find as business owners, we start adding and building and building and we keep adding things to our to-do list, but we haven't actually taken the time to look at that data and say, is this actually moving the needle forward, right? Am I actually getting new people into my world from this marketing strategy that I'm doing or, you know, from these unlimited social posts, which we could all do, right? Absolutely. Um, And so you have to really know what's working for you and it is fine to let go and release those things that aren't working for your business. They may be the best strategy for your business bestie. Good, all the power to them, but you have to look at what's working for you. Right. Um, Yeah, eliminate the things that don't serve you. I mean, and I Mm -hmm. preach that all the time. And Mm -hmm. I know that I I talk to my my clients a lot about, a lot of us have brick and mortar stores or shops or just anything. You have seasons. So you're going to do really, really well in these months, but these months are going to be kind of dry. So Mm -hmm. I encourage them to, they're like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do during these months? You know, work on your business, work on the back end, really um, evaluate what's been working in the good times. You know, what isn't working? What's not serving you? What can I pass on? What can I what can I eliminate um, mm-hmm. to make your business better? So I yes. really encourage them during the downtimes to do that. And I try to do that myself as well. Yeah, Good point, Emily, for sure. Yeah. And then when you're looking at those growth tasks, I mean, I'm all for time tracking, but I know it's not fun for everybody and it can be a painful experience. And so what you can do instead is what I call the CEO score, which is the second habit. And it's really to keep track of how you are spending your time during your week. It's not minute by minute. It's more about the hour. And so, for example, did I spend an hour, you know, putting emails into my email marketing system? That's a maintenance task. Or did I spend an hour, you know, networking and setting up a JV partnership for something? Now we're talking growth level tasks, right? Um, You know, did I spend an hour, you know, doing a sales call or doing a webinar or a challenge, things where you're going to bring more people in and increase your revenue. And so ensuring that we have some growth tasks every week on our calendar blocked off so that we're not dropping the ball on those important revenue generating things. And so you can score yourself um, based on, you know, how much time you did spend 
doing those growth level tasks. And over time, if you do that week by week, you're going to start seeing a pattern and trend, right? And you may have some weeks that are low and you may have some weeks that are exceptionally high, you know, depending on the season, as Emily was saying, but overall, you want to make sure I've got time in my calendar for these growth level tasks that only I as CEO can do. Right. And it's almost like so many of us track our diet. You know, yes. we think that is so important. Why is it not important to track our time? Um, yes. Those are two very, very similar things. And I think very, very important, you know, equally important. So, you know, if you track your diet, you're trying to lose weight, track your weight, things like that. Um, think of your time as the same thing, because it's it's what keeps you balanced. It's what keeps mm-hmm. you healthy. So anyway, yeah, so, so good. And there's a quote by James Clear that I like to keep kind of front and center. And he says that the myth is that there isn't enough time. And we all know when we've said, oh, there's just not enough time. I can't get it all done. He says, there's plenty of time. There isn't enough focus with the time you have and you win by directing your attention towards better things, right? And so as CEOs, you're right. We really have to be protective and intentional about our time. And that doesn't mean work 24 seven, right? That's not what we're saying. You got to have time for rest and for play and all those things, your family, your friends, right? Don't cut that out, but make sure that the time you have for your business, you're being strategic about. And I feel like if we're strategic with our business and the time, then, um, it's very easy to make time for a family. It's very easy to, to make time to relax. It's it's when we're spinning our wheels and just throwing spaghetti at the wall and just running in circles that we don't have time for anybody. So uh, tracking that, that CEO score, that's great because once you track that, then you're able to um, really make time for, for other people. So yes, yes, for sure. And then the third is a strategic to do list. So we talked about the checklist before. And now you know, every task doesn't have the same value. And so just starting at the top of your checklist and say, I'm going to do these in order is not necessarily the most strategic. And so I like to encourage people to use the Eisenhower matrix where we've got two criteria, important and urgent. And so important are things that are relating to revenue generating. And urgent are things that, you know, have a timeline. And if we don't complete it by a certain time, there'll be a negative consequence. Um, Paying our taxes is a good example here, right? Not something that's high on our priority list, but it needs to be done by a certain time because, you know, we don't want the IRS coming after us. So when we do a brain dump of all the tasks that we can think of that need to be done, and this is really helpful when we're in those state of overwhelm. It's like, I've just got too much. I don't even know where to start. So take a piece of paper, Google Doc, you know, whatever works for you, dump it all there. Don't edit anything, just let it go. And then you want to plug each of those tasks into the four quadrants of this matrix. Is this task important and urgent? Then you need to be taking care of it, right? Is it something that is not important and not urgent? Well, think about, does it really need to still happen? And so once you put all those tasks in those four quadrants, it makes it so much easier to make decisions about what really is strategic and what I should really be doing first. That's awesome. I'm going to, I'm going to check that out. I'm a, I'm a scribbler. Like I have notes and everything, Yeah. (laughs) but I try to really organize my one notebook. So I may write notes everywhere, but then I put it into a notebook 
where mm-hmm. I know it's it is more strategic and and I understand that so I kind of have my own matrix going on but um yeah yes. I, I will definitely check that out so anyway yeah okay yeah. so um keep and going. then the fourth habit and some of you may be already doing this but I call it a CEO power hour which is really a weekly date with ourselves and you may think, well, there's only me or me and a couple of independent contractors. What do I need this for? But the truth of the matter is, this really helps you set up your time for the week and for the quarter intentionally. And so you're going to say, well, what do I do on this power hour? Well, you're going to do the same thing that a CEO of a big company would do. You're going to ask yourself, where, are, where am I with my metrics? Right now, I'm a data queen. I love looking at data, but I know a lot of people don't. And so you don't have to go overboard with this. Looking at two metrics versus looking at none is a big improvement. Mm -hmm. So if you're only going to look at two, here's what I suggest. One is leading. So how are you getting people into your business? Whether that's, you know, a flyer you're putting out and they're coming through your front door or whether that's, um, you know, a booking on your website for them to book a consult or a request for proposal or you have an email list and that's how you're bringing new people into your world. But basically, how are new people finding you? So track that week to week. The reason being is we know it's so easy to fall into this feast and famine mode, right? Where we're busy, busy, busy marketing. We get a bunch of clients. We're then busy doing client delivery. It's all great. We kind of drop the ball on marketing. Then when those projects finish up, now our lead pipeline is drier and we're now running again, looking for for more leads. And so by really focusing on your metrics each week, you can see, okay, where am I? Okay, I'm a little bit low. What can I do this week and next week to help increase those leads? And then the second metric to look at, obviously, is your revenue. And so if you've set a revenue target, great. I want you to divide that by 12 and look at what your monthly target is. And then each week, am I on track for that monthly target? If I'm not, what can I do? Maybe I need to do a couple of reach outs to, you know, engage a few people, or maybe I need to throw a flash sale for something, you know, that I already have available just to boost that revenue so I can meet my target. And this is not to say that we're going to meet our target every single month. Life is not perfect. It doesn't happen that way, but it helps us keep on track. And if we do need to tweak or adjust, we know what to do. The other side of the coin is you may have started something new. And when you track it, you're like, wow, that took off. I'm going to do this even better the next time, right? Um, And so it really helps you keep on track of where you are and not get to the end of the year and realize, oh, my goal was here and I'm way over here. And that just sets us up for, you know, mindset failure and all the rest of it. So um, by staying on top of that, we really know where we are. The next piece of that power hour is what are my top three priorities for the week and making sure we're blocking that time off in the calendar. So what are my growth tasks this week that I need to do as CEO and make sure I have time in my calendar to do them? And yeah, that means really going and blocking a two hour, two hour you know, piece if that's what you need to do um, to make it happen. Yeah. And then the next piece is really looking at, okay, am I doing my marketing each and every week? It doesn't have to be complicated, but you need some sort of system to bring new people in, to nurture them, to engage them. Right. And then eventually to invite them to to work with you. So make sure that you have some system set up for that. And if you don't, then that's one of your goals. Let's get this system set up so this can run, you know, rinse and repeat. And it's not a struggle every week for you or your team to make it happen. Well, I I think that's so true. The feast or famine, because we get so caught up. Well, I need to get leads. So you focus on that and then you get that. 
then you're bombarded with, you know, nurturing those leads. Well, then you end up needing leads again. So it's kind mm-hmm. of like this vicious cycle. So it's so important to, you know, I try to take, reach out to three new people every day. Mm-hmm. That's my goal. Okay. Yeah. So if I can reach out to those three new people, then and I do that consistently, then my calendar looks consistent. I'm constantly mm-hmm. doing showings. I'm constantly doing closings. I'm constantly um, getting new lead generation. Um, because if you're not doing that, then again, you get caught in that cycle. So I think that's so important. And I love the power hour. Uh, that's mm-hmm. something that I typically do on Sunday night. I mm-hmm. take that hour, I map out my week. And I've told my clients this before, uh, you know, I'm really strategic about, okay, this is what I have on my books. What is concrete? What needs to, can I move around mm-hmm. if I need to? Or, you know, how can I be flexible? Because my life is like, it's always something new coming up. And I've, I think a lot of people are that way. Yeah. And um, so it's like this morning, I had a call at eight, eight o'clock. Well, now I've ended up scheduling two new things for today and tomorrow. So, you know, I have to know what can flex and what cannot, what what is important and has to stay right where it is. So I yes. think that's a great way to do that is through that power hour. Yeah, for sure. And then the last piece of this, which I know I have been guilty of in the past, and I have to keep reminding myself, is to ensure that we're asking ourselves what we need in terms of self-care and support. Because these are two balls that are so easy to drop, I think, especially as women, because we are in this mode of taking care of everyone else, and we're last. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, again, it doesn't have to be big, but that doctor's appointment that you've been waiting to book for two weeks, make the time and make it happen, right? Um, you know, if you like to have a massage once a quarter or whatever, right. get that booked and on your calendar, right? Because you need to come with a full cup in order to serve others too. Absolutely. Right? And, I, and everybody is so different. Like you have to know your body, you have to know your mind. And if I get too caught up, I get burned out. So mm-hmm. I know that, at least one day a month, I have to have downtime. I have mm-hmm. to have that self-care. I have to have time. I'm sorry. Um, that's my dog. Sorry. I have to have that time to rejuvenate and get ready again for, for the next week. So anyway, yes. I apologize. No problem. Go ahead. Yeah, that's right. And then the other piece of that is what support do I need? Right. So do I need extra support this week from my team? Make sure I've communicated that with them. It's in a project management tool. You know, it's assigned. It's got deadlines. Everybody knows what's going on. And the other piece is what support do I need from home? Because maybe this is a crazy week for me. I'm traveling, I'm doing this and that. And I just need someone from home to take up, you know, a few pieces that I normally do for this week so that I can get through. And so really just asking ourselves, what do I need this week? And then putting that plan in place. Um, So that's sort of an overview of how I like to encourage people to do their power hours. Love it. And then the fifth um, habit that I like to uh, do is really our CEO calendar. And this is what I call our scheduling ninja. And you can have this ninja working for you or against you. Of course, I want it working for you. And so I encourage everyone to make a model calendar that's going to fit their lifestyle. Again, Emily's calendar and my calendar are not going to look the same because we're in different places, we're in different lives. But you want to be able to set them on a calendar that works for you and ensure that you're putting your family and your personal time first, right? So what time do I need off to, you know, 
help the kids in the morning or pick them up from school or have my date night or meet my aunt or whatever that is for you, set those times up and make them recurring so that they're there already blocked off in your calendar. And the next one, which is a big for people who work from home is what are my working hours? When is my business open? Right. Because it's so easy to let it drag into all parts of our days and evenings when that, you know, isn't healthy for us or for our clients. And so you need to set those boundaries just like a brick and mortar business does. This is when it's open. This is when it's closed. You want that thing from the store. <laughs> you got to go in that time period. So set those boundaries. When am I working as CEO? And that doesn't have to be 9 a.m. You know, if you're not a morning person and you want to start at 10 or 11, that's up to you, but make it clear to those that you work with, this is, you know, my working hours. If you work with people globally and you need to extend into the evening and that works for you, set that up, but ensure that people know these are my working hours. This is when you can expect to hear from me and have me do, you know, work with you, whatever that is. I think that's so important. Inside there, booking those, blocking those times, our marketing, our sales, our client delivery, those priorities that we need to do. Sure. Um, the, you know, setting your boundaries and your time blocking and, and just knowing, establishing your business hours and me as a real estate agent, it's really, really hard for me, mm-hmm. but I do know that on Sunday, I don't check my phone. <laughs> I'm not, I, I try to not even look at it. Um, another thing is I don't look at my phone until around 8 30, 8 or 8 30 in the morning, typically mm-hmm. about eight o'clock. Um, because I have to have my quiet time first, mm-hmm. you know, wake up. I'm not a morning person. So, I, you know, it's really important for me to have that time. And then I try not to look at my phone until around eight o'clock and then cutting it off at night. You mm-hmm. know, I have a lot of people that text me after nine o'clock you're not going to probably hear from me after nine o'clock because my phone is put away. I'm trying to wind down for the day and um, I'm having my glass of wine and I'm getting ready for bed, you know? Yes. Yes. So establishing those boundaries in your work hours is so critical because you do. I used to be a workaholic. I would work Mm -hmm. all hours of the day and night and I loved it, but it wasn't good for me. It wasn't good for my family. And, you know, you have to really take care of those things. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I found the hardest part for me, setting up the boundaries was easy. Sticking to them yes. was harder, yes. right? Absolutely. Oh yeah, here's this and that. It looked great on paper, but I wasn't actually living that out, sure. right? So actually being intentional. And if you need to have accountability with it, get it. You know, this sure. is not, there's no shame here, right? If you need accountability, you know, have a, a business colleague, a family member, whatever it is, but have someone to help you you know, be able to follow through on that and keep those boundaries. Because yes, we can do it for a while, but most of us, if we keep doing that, are just on a track to burnout. Absolutely. And I think that's where we as business coaches come in, where we can help with that accountability. We can help you see in areas that you can't see. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just having that. And it's just like, again, going back to the diet thing or, you know, just eating healthy. Um, it's something that it's a daily intentional task so you even if you fall off the wagon that day pick up and try again or start again you know the next day it's fine it's okay because we're all we all have off days and we all have times where it's really we've got to get into that groove we've got to get into that routine and it's constantly changing so we've got to be intentional about that every day 
Yes, yes, exactly. And you know, something I tell my clients all the time is that this is a journey. Mm -hmm. And remember, Rome wasn't built in a day, right? You're trying to change habits and change the way you, you know, focus and operate. That's not just going to be a flip the switch Mm -hmm. and it's done, right? It's going to take time and intentional. And there's going to be times when we fall off and we have to get back on, but keep working at it and you're going to see progress. And then the last habit is a CEO review. So doing a monthly review, either at the end of the month or the beginning of, you know, the next month to look at where we're at, how did the month go? How did I spend my time in the past month? You know, did I have enough time off and enough rest? And when I did have time off, was I really unplugged? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because we can, you know, play mind games with us. Oh, yes, I'm off. Well, we're still on our phone or still, you know, doing the thing. Um, And so really making sure we have that, that time and was it enough? And then also doing a mid-year review. Mm -hmm. So each month a review and then in the middle of the year, okay, where are we at? And again, it just keeps everything top of mind, keeps us on the pulse of our business. We know what's going on so that we're, we're not getting surprises. And if there is something that we don't like the look of, we can be on top of it before it snowballs and gets into a bigger you know, a bigger problem, right? And I mean, I'm a parent, I still think about this a lot with raising children, it's the same thing we do with our kids, right? We don't let something that, you know, we don't agree with, or isn't happening, right, just slide, no, we get on top of it, and you know, steer the train in the right direction, right? Right. Um, And it's the same with our business. Um, I keep a KPI chart. So um, at the end of the end, well, actually, at the first of the month, um, I take a day and I'll go back and I'll look at last month's mm-hmm. activities. And so I can look and see how many Facebook followers I've accumulated, how many emails got opened, mm-hmm. sent out and opened, how many um, new clients I picked up, you know, all of these things. And you can look and see your growth or lack of growth. And it's very easy. But if you keep up with it on a month by month basis, it's much easier to tackle. You know, you can actually see what's gone wrong rather than going to the mid year or the end of the year and looking Mm. back and say what went wrong, where you've actually got that documented and you've looked at it and you've been on top of it every single month. And I think that's super important. Yes, 100%, Emily. And what I encourage clients to do is, you know, if you have someone on your team, you can delegate that to them. So you're delegating them to go and look and grab the numbers and put it on the spreadsheet. Now it's your job to look at the insights and make decisions, right? But you don't have to do the the legwork of, you know, finding those numbers. You can delegate that to someone easily. Um, You know, the the next time you do it, make a little video to show, okay, I go in here, I grab this stat from here, I go here, I go, and then boom, you can pass it off to them very easily. Um, You know, that can be a recurring monthly task that they do for you. And then you just have to look at the numbers. It makes it a lot easier. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because your time is much better spent just reviewing that spreadsheet than actually creating that spreadsheet. So I want to be doing the tasks that are going to bring money and revenue to my business so that I can employ more women or help more women um, rather than spending my time doing all the tasks, all the things that have to be done. So I want to make sure that I'm being productive in what I'm good at and delegating those tasks to people that I know are really skilled at what they're doing. So um, 
that's super, super great. I love the six habits. I think that's great. Um, let me ask you a couple of questions. Yeah. What is your greatest asset as a business owner and how do you leverage that? Mm, I would have to say time, hundred percent time. I mean, you as CEO are the greatest asset to your business, but I think time is your greatest asset. And so how you leverage that is really being intentional with it. A lot of the things, the six habits that we talked about today are a great pace to start. And if you start implementing these today and this week, you're going to start to see a change. This is not something where you have to wait, you know, another six months or a year to see the outcome, right? You're going to have more time in your day. You're going to be more focused and know what your priorities are. So there's simple, simple habits on their own, but really powerful when you put them together and use them repeatedly. And that's how you then grow and build that momentum in your business. Sure. Do you use um, like a system like Asana or MasterTask or what, what do you use? Yeah. So for sure, I love project management tools. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> My favorite is Asana, but I've worked in ClickUp. I've worked mm-hmm. in Monday. Um, Trello is another one. So if you're like, mm, I'm not sure about this, start with Trello. It's nice and easy. Um, you know, it doesn't have a lot of bells and whistles, but if that's something you need, start there. Um, but for sure, have a way of documenting. these things. And so I have a CEO pulse check, which is like a 90 day, it's a planner, but it's much more than that, which really helps us keep track of these each and every week. Um, And so it's documented there, you open it up when you have your power hour, you're writing things in it all week. And, you know, kind of like Emily's notebook, as she was talking about. Um, So that, you know, you have it documented, because if you come to your monthly review, I mean, if you're like me, you ask me, well, how was August? Um, Let's see, August. Yeah, I went on vacation. Um, right. It's hard to remember three weeks back, right? I can't remember um, what I ate yesterday, much less <laughs> what I did three weeks ago. So right. I'm constantly flipping back, looking to see what I did, what I need to do. You know, so it's so true because you, you can't remember. No, so, no, for sure. And I, I like monster task, but. Mm-hmm. The only thing is I'm all over the place. I'm, I'm very rarely sitting at a desk. Mm-hmm. So it's more beneficial for me. And I love to handwrite. I have a calendar and it has note pages and, and everything that I need. So I think everybody's different. And so that's what I use. It has a monthly uh, layout and then it has a weekly and then mm-hmm. you have a daily. So mm-hmm. I can take that, break it down. And I can do all the scribbling that I want to do. And then I have my notebook that I have for my, my other task or things that I need to write down for information. And then I can go back and put it into my calendar. But yeah. I have that with me at all times. So mm-hmm. where I'm not sitting at a computer where, you know, um, or even my phone, I'm not, I don't like looking at my phone. So I'd much rather write pen and paper. I'm just old yeah. school, but everybody's oh, no. different. And you have yes. to find what works for you. That's right. Yeah, exactly. It can be, you know, it can be on the computer if that works for you. It can be pen and paper. It can be on your phone, whatever. You have to, you know, you have to try it out really and see, you know, what works best for you and your business. And I always encourage people to try and look at 90 days at a time. Mm -hmm. 
I know it's fun as a business owner to dream big and have our vision. So, you know, where we want to go in three to five years and that's good. We need that. Yeah. But when we're looking at, okay, what do I need to do this month and this week, Mm -hmm. really try and, you know, map it down to a 90 day. Yeah. The reason being most of our brains can't handle (laughs) all that big so much. It's too overwhelming. Right. So let's say in three or five years, I want to triple my business. I want to write a book. I want to start a charity. Okay. Already your mind is blown. You don't know where to start. Right. But if you say this 90 days, I'm going to work on an outline Mm -hmm. for this next group program that I'm going to be running. Right. That's much more manageable. And then you can break that down into, okay, so this month I need to accomplish this. Therefore this week, I need to accomplish this. And so you're really breaking it down into bite-sized pieces that you then can handle week to week. Because what happens is, and we've all done this, we set up some big audacious goal and we're like, yep, I'm going to hit it. And then a couple of weeks in, we're already overwhelmed and frustrated. And then we give up, right? So having that broken down into little pieces can help you make progress towards your big goal. And again, think of it as your little kids, you know, when they started walking, they didn't just be born and run, mm-hmm. right? There was that period where they were stumbling and trying to figure out which foot and how to balance and all of that. Mm-hmm. And we're doing the same thing on this journey. Awesome. Awesome. Good points. Okay. So Donna, tell us how everybody can get a hold of you or where you're at and all the things. Yeah. So I am at ceoamplify.ca. That's the website. And if you put that in and put slash power hour, there is a free resource there, which you're welcome to download, which goes through those details of your CEO power hour and how to really run that in your business. So that'll be helpful to those who may not be doing that yet and want to incorporate that into their business. Um, And if you enjoy listening to podcasts, I'm also at CEO Amplify uh, podcast. Awesome. Awesome. I'll put those in the show notes so everybody can get to your links, but um, I so appreciate you coming on today. And I was so excited to be having you because I've had some really, really good guests lately. And I don't know if you listened to my last uh, episode, but it was about sales and not doing pushy. And, you know, it was a really great time that I had with him. So anyway, so I look forward to putting this out and, um, And I'll, like I said, I'll put all this in the show notes and hopefully some people will reach out. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you. So what a great conversation. So let's go back and recap a few things. So we talked about the six habits. So the first one is focusing on growth tasks and give it a dollar amount. Delegate maintenance tasks. Do I need to throw anything out? Is something not serving me? Number two, a CEO score. Keep track of you week by week, hour by hour. Then you'll know what to um, call, what's serving you, what's working, what's not working. And you're specifying what you want to do each hour of each day. Third, the Eisenhower matrix. Important or urgent? Is this task important or is it urgent? Is it something that I can move around or is it something that needs my immediate attention? Number four, CEO Power Hour. This is a weekly date with yourself, learning how to um, delegate your task, how to prioritize, you know, looking at your revenue, your top three priorities that you need to work on that week. Maybe what do I need to do for self-care and what support do I need? Looking at your schedule for the next week. 
Number six, or sorry, number five, CEO scheduling ninja. Set your business hours. Don't let your business set you. Make sure that you're setting boundaries, you're setting your business hours. These are the hours that I'm gonna work. These are the hours that are my personal time. This is my family time. Make sure you're scheduling yourself. And number six, CEO review. At the end of each month, do a review. See what's worked for you, what hasn't worked for you, maybe what adjustments you need to make, maybe you need to change something altogether. And then do a mid-year review. And then finally, a yearly review. By doing this, you keep track of what's going on, what, uh, how your business is working, maybe how you're growing or lack of growing, lack of growth. So um, by using that and doing those reviews, you can keep track of it on a monthly basis instead of just going back from the year. Because, hey, I can't remember what I had for breakfast yesterday, so much less what I did a year ago. I hope you enjoyed this session, and if you'd like to hear more, make sure you subscribe to our podcast. Please shoot me an email. Let me know what's going on with you. My email is emily at emilyjansenmcgrath.com. I'd love to chat with you. Send me um, a podcast option for maybe some ideas that you'd like to hear, or maybe you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, and we can do a little one-on-one session. Again, just shoot me an email, a message, whatever. I'd love to talk to you, and leave us a review. Go to Apple Podcasts, Reviews, or wherever it is that you listen to your podcast. And I'll talk to you soon.